0: It is Father's Day 2022, glory be to God. And it is also pink and purple connect, the blessing edition. Hallelujah. I'm excited, super excited about what the Lord is going to do in the two services today. So I'll share God's word in this service. I won't be preaching in the second service. God's minister will be ministering to us at the second service as the spirit leads. And then we have Q&A and then we'll wrap it up. And we all go home and enjoy the Father's Day with our fathers. And if you don't have a biological father, the Lord is your father. Amen. I said amen. But if you have one, make sure that you celebrate them today. Make sure that you love them today. I told my children, did my family yesterday, that I sent them a message that was going viral on, on WhatsApp. That today, our breakfast should be delivered in bed. Yeah. And we listed everything that we wanted for today, plus pepper soup, goat meat, pepper soup, and everything. Everything coming at uh, close intervals. Today we want to be fed fat, at least gain some weight today, you know. And um, it's a very long list. And they received it by faith. Alas, this morning, at about 3:40 a.m., I woke up before them. I thought they would bring my breakfast and serve it while I was still in bed. I thought they would wake me up and say, Daddy, your breakfast is ready. But I woke up before them. So I said, well, I forgive you, but you must take me out this afternoon. Praise God. Please make sure you celebrate your biological parents, uh, fathers especially today. And um, if anybody represents spiritual authority over you, it is good to also so do. I woke up this morning, uh, well, not immediately I woke up, but this morning I sent a message to my father in the faith so I appreciate him uh, for being a father. I'll also be speaking along these lines. that It's no coincidence that this is happening today, especially within the month that we are talking about the prophetic blessing, the power of the prophetic blessing. And we are especially, we have looked at God, Abraham, Isaac, and especially looking at the patriarch, Jacob, and how that he released the blessing on the 12 tribes of Israel. Until today, Those things hold water. They hold sway because those words are irreversible. Even though they had been uttered many, many years ago, many, many generations ago, they still hold sway till today. There are two forces that are ruling this world. One is the blessing. It's a powerful force that is working in our world and throughout the entire universe. And the other force is called the curse. It is working. Like the blessing empowers you to excel, to succeed, to get promoted, and takes you to the top. The curse empowers people to go down, to diminish, to decrease, to fail. To fizzle out and to perish. You'll find both of them in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verses 1 to 14 chronicles the blessing. From 15 there's another introduction, a change of narratives. All the way to verse 68. The curse. One of them says they will plant vineyards, but they will not eat thereof. When you walk, 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 and they don't pay you. And then they fire you. When people do business and they don't make profit, rather, they are making losses and losses and losses. That is not the plan of God. When your life begins to diminish and to decrease, God is the God of increase. The blessing brings increase. Can I have an amen to that? You find in Genesis 12 and Genesis 13, especially in 13, in 12, God called Abraham. In 13, he blessed him. And he says that we bless him that blesses you. And whoever curses you will align himself with the curse. As a mark of the blessing, Abraham increased. He did not diminish. He increased in cattle, in silver, in gold. The blessing brings increase. Proverbs four eighteen 18 says, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The, the, the God we serve is the God of more and more. Even though your beginning is small, your latter end should greatly increase. That is the God we serve. It's not the God of decrease and decrease. So when you begin to see decrease and decrease in your life, that is the curse at work and you have to... Seek the face of the Lord and know what to do to get out of that. Glory be to God, we have been redeemed from the curse of the Lord, but people still make choices that send them back there. Like I'll show you from the word of God this morning. And that's why I'm teaching and instructing all of these things so that we learn to behave ourselves and learn to conduct our lives in such a way that we attract the blessing and our blessing does not turn into the curse like it happened in the case of Reuben. The day of blessing became the day of the curse for him. His father looked at him, Genesis 49, verses 3 and 4. He had spoken uh, glamorously about him in verse 3. You are my firstborn, Reuben. You are the beginning of my might, the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. But in verse 4, Reuben had the curse that cut him to shreds, and that defines his life till today. He said, unstable as water thou shalt not excel. That doesn't sound like a blessing because the blessing makes you excel. Why? He walked himself into it. He said, because you went up to your father's bed. Your father's bed is different from your bed. There must be a boundary. If you have a farm, your father has a farm, there must be a boundary. He so you went beyond your boundary. You went up. To my bed and you defiled it. Then he looked at the brothers and said to them, he went up to my couch. Don't take what does not belong to you. It brings a curse. It brings a curse. If you work in an organization and they do not give you some particular amount of money and you steal it, it brings a curse. In Zechariah, the Bible says the curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. And it will enter. And consume everything from the wood to the stone. If the cause of someone else is on your life, it can be taken away, but the cause of the Lord? Who who taketh that away? Who? Who is the prophet? Let's be careful in the way we live our lives. We press for that this morning, and by the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to show you two keys to releasing the blessing, two keys to releasing. The prophetic blessing. It is still the power of the prophetic blessing. And then the Holy Ghost woke me up with these thoughts. Two keys to releasing the prophetic blessing. There are many more keys, but he gave me these two for today. And I'd like you to go with me to Genesis 47. And we're going to be reading verses 1 to 12. And since this is only the time I'm going to preach, you will extend my time a little bit. Glory be to God, so that the late comers also can hear something, benefit from it, before we go into the pink and purple connect proper. Genesis 47, verses 1 to 12. Then Joseph came and told My father and my brethren and their flocks and their herds, and all that they have are come out of the land of Canaan. And behold, they are in the land of Goshen. And he took some of his brethren, even five men. Five is the number of grace. He took them and presented them unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto his brethren, What is your occupation? And they said unto Pharaoh, Thy servants are shepherds, both we and also our fathers. They said, Moreover unto Pharaoh, for to sojourn in the land are we come. For thy servants have no pasture for their flocks, for the famine is sore in the land of Canaan. <laughs> the famine even consumed the grass, so there was no pasture for their animals. It, that's a representation of the curse. It consumes even the grass. There was no food for human beings, and there was no food for animals. So they said to him, we pray thee, let thy servants dwell in the land of Goshen. Why? Because they've seen pasture there. <laughs> and Pharaoh spake unto Joseph, saying, thy father and thy brethren are common to thee. The land of Egypt is before you, Joseph. <laughs> you are the chairman. You are the prime minister. You are the ruler of the land of Egypt. He said, the land of Egypt is before thee. Brethren, to dwell in the best of the land. I'm going somewhere with that this morning. If you have a Bible, on the line, in the best of the land. If you have a tab or iPad, highlight it. In the best of the land. Make your father and brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen, let them dwell. And if thou knowest any man of activity among them, anyone that is active, productive, and creative, Anyone that is skilled, this is where training comes. Christian people should learn to be trained. Don't just say, I'm anointed, I'm anointed. Get trained. Acquire skills. And when you are doing your work, do it with all diligence that you do with so much excellence. So when they are asking for the best best in your field, your name will come up. Don't use the anointing to cover mediocrity. Pharaoh made a demand. He said, if there be any, any men of activity among them, that was their profession, they said, our occupation. We are shepherds. But Pharaoh specified, if there are men of activity among them, men of skill, men whose hands have been trained, he said, I want them. Make them rulers over my cattle. Nobody wants to hire a Go to work when you're supposed to go to work. Resume at the time you're supposed to resume. Read your books when you're supposed to read your books. Go for trainings. Go for conferences. Attend conferences. Don't be a troglodyte. Don't be someone that is just a solitudinarian. I don't mix with people. I don't mingle. Don't be someone like that, antisocial. Blend with other people. Learn other people. Network with other people. I say because you're so spiritual and then you don't like to mix with anybody. Go and learn. Somebody somewhere knows more than you in your field. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be humble enough to learn from those who are better than you. Be humble enough to learn from those who know more than you. It is part of skill acquisition. Christian teachers who are teaching the use of English should learn to speak English well. And be the best in their job. You're not the ones who say, good morning. Good morning, yo. It's not morning. It's morning. Christian doctors should be the best in their field. Accountants should be the best in their field. Fashion designers, hairdressers, makeup artists, carpenters, furniture makers, civil engineers, computer analysts, graphic designers. Be the best in your field. Give yourself to constant improvement because your day is coming. When opportunity meets preparation, there is always an explosion. But they say, now we want to employ you, but then you have nothing to show. Get a certificate, get a diploma, get an additional qualification. Sometimes it is the first thing that opens the door. Then when you enter, they will see your skill. they say, where's your certificate? You don't have anything. No, shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's not all, that's all in my notes. He just brought it on the spot, praise God. Somebody need to hear that. All right. He said, make them rulers over my cattle. And Joseph brought in Jacob, his father. (laughs) Joseph brought in Jacob, his father. When my mother was still alive, many, many years ago, I think on the day I was getting married, the traditional wedding, we were traveling to the east. I told my mother, I said, you know, when I was much younger, you were the one who used to take me out. She said, yes. I said, now, today I'm the one taking you out. Have you ever been to the East? She said, no. I said, so I'm taking you out now. And I had plans to also take her abroad. But glory be to God, she's in the best place now. Hallelujah. In the beginning, your parents take you out. But much later in life, you are the one to take them out. You are the one to introduce them to the president. Provided you yourself become successful. And this is why you should be successful. Some children take their parents to court. The father has never been to court all his life, has never had a court case. But because his son has gone to defile somebody else's daughter and he has been caught, he's a rapist, they will say, where are your parents? And they will stand in the witness box. May that not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Some children take their parents to police station. They are a heartache to their parents. Every time, every time their name comes up, is a problem. Not only will you not give problems to your parents, your children will not give problems to you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says you will not bring forth for trouble. Can I have an amen? It is the blessing Sunday, so let your amen be loud. You will not bring forth for trouble. In the name of Jesus. Joseph brought in Jacob, his father, to the number one monarch in the world, Pharaoh. <laughs> Jacob didn't have a connection with Pharaoh. Jacob had no connection to Asorok. He had no connection to the White House, the Capitol. Can you imagine when your daughter's name is up to receive the presidential award in the United States and the president himself wants to grant the award? You know, at such an event, the parents must be there. <laughs> that is the day that my father would wear his agbada if he were alive. That is the day that parents they, they, they said that's that, that, that's my daughter that, that 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 is my daughter, amen. That is my son. May God make you such to your parents in the name of Jesus. I'm swearing these blessings from my spirit, so take them because I believe that God will shoot you out into the ends of the world, into the nations for the greatness of his name, to show forth the greatness and the glory of his name through your life in the name of Jesus. In this church, we will not produce nonentities. Captains of industry. Captains of industry. Rulers, leaders. God will raise from here in the name of Jesus. Joseph said, God has made me a ruler. In the household of Pharaoh, he has made me a father unto Pharaoh. In the name of Jesus, God will raise from this house fathers unto Pharaoh. The rulers of this world, God will make you fathers unto them in the name of Jesus. When the president consults you before he makes decisions, you are a ruler. Say, what do you think I should do? What economic policy do you think I should come up with for the youth? And you are the one to be consulted. And you know they don't consult for free they consult in dollars so you tell them the times you want me to consult with the president for one hour this is what I charge one hour <laughs> in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ God will raise such people from this house in the name of Jesus Joseph also wasn't proud he wasn't full of himself he brought his father his father was old at this time. He was already 130 years. But Joseph was a good son. Some people are not delighted in their parents and they're not bold enough to show up their parents to their friends and to their associates. Some students on our campuses, when their parents go visiting, they introduce their parents as their grandparents. See, my mom, my original mom is in London. That's that's our house help. That's my grandma, and that's her mother. Uh, I will not tell you what happens to them, but never be one of them. Never be one of such. Always be delighted to show off your parents, to your friends. That's my dad. All right? And some say, ah, but he has both legs. He's not perfect. Is your own father perfect? Your dad too is too short. (laughs) But how come? Your own dad is, is tall like this. Being tall is even offensive to some people. My father is so tall. Why is your own father so short? Joseph brought in Jacob, his father. He said, dad, and I figured they were walking together. And Jacob the patriarch was coming like this. I can imagine him with his Jewish beards. He was coming. He was coming with his walking stick. And he stood before the world power. I'm helping you. If I, I'm also helping myself to relieve these moments. I can imagine myself seeing, being in that environment at that time. As Joseph Brought in his dad. He must have told Pharaoh, Pharaoh, please, one moment. My dad is in the outer court. I need to bring him in. These are my brothers. You've spoken to them. I need to bring my source. Or my channel. Better still. God is the source. My dad is the channel. Everything comes from the source. And then through the channel, it flows out. Psalm 36 verse 9. For with you is the fountain of life. And in your light shall we see light. So God is the source. He's the fountain of life. That's why James 117 says, Every good gift and every powerful gift comes down from heaven, the father of heavenly light, with whom there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. God is the source. Our parents, however, are the channels. The source needs the channel to flow. He said, Somebody didn't attend his father's birthday, and somebody reached out to him and said, Why didn't you come for your father's birthday? He said, God is the father. He said, God is the only father. Don't tell me about one earthly father. Say that doesn't matter. I say you're an idiot. God gave life, flesh and blood to you through your earthly father. And such, you dishonor? No, you don't do that. Those who are going far don't despise their channels, they don't despise their resources. Your father is a resource. Your mother is a resource. God is the source, but you don't despise your resources. Joseph brought in Jacob, his father. And what did he do? He set him before Pharaoh. And it is typical of Jacob, the patriarch, to bless. As he stood before Pharaoh, he blessed Pharaoh. Lord bless thee and keep thee. Yod He, vav he bless thee. Yod he, vav he keep thee. Make his face shine upon thee. Be gracious. Oh, he blessed Pharaoh. And I figure Pharaoh receiving the blessing. On his throne, receiving the blessing of this aged man. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, the first question he asked him. Because he saw this elderly man blessing him. He said, sir, how old art thou? He was an old man. He didn't interrupt the blessing. When Jacob was done blessing him, then he said, how old art thou? And listen to the response of the patriarch. Verse 9. And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, I wish somebody would go home and read all these chapters on your own and devour them. And meditate on them every time I spend quality time just in Genesis, something happens in me, something will break forth in your spirits. Jacob said unto Pharaoh, This is why I take long when I'm preaching, because I want to empty everything that the Lord has put in my spirit to you guys. So I'm not conscious of the time, I just want to deliver. I beg you, I, I can't do that every time really for the sake of orderliness. But I, I beg you, do yourself a favor. Spend time in the Word. An hour in the Word daily won't, won't take away from you anything good. It will add to your life. Oh, Pastor, I have a very busy schedule. Wake up an hour earlier. Pray the Holy Ghost, get in the Word. These things have changed my life forever. I tell you, poverty has died in my family. On top of my case, so it, does, it died. Because I found the treasure from the word of God. Not because my parents left something in the account for me. In fact, when my father died, one of my uncles and one of my cousins played the first one. And we have no record of one naira, One naira left for us. So we started from the scratch. But God has been faithful. I'm not there yet, but I can look over my shoulders and give him thanks because I'm no longer where I used to be. How? From the word. I beg you young people, spend less time on TikTok. Less time on useless vanities of the social media. Spend more time. This is where your destiny lies. This is where your future is. This is the container of the plan of God for your life. The treasures I have gotten from this book no dev, is devilish enough to take them from me. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Jacob said unto Pharaoh, verse 9, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. It was 130 years that year. He said, few and evil have the days of the years of my life been and have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. You know why? Jacob suffered an artificial bereavement. Joseph did not die, but the brothers went home and reported his death. Showing him his coat of many colors that the father made for him, stained with blood. He went into grieving. And he uttered words that affected him. Proverbs 18, says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's why he told Joseph later when he saw him. We're going to read it this morning. He said, I had never thought to see your face again, but God has permitted me to even see your seed. He never knew that his son was alive, so he had gone into grieving too much. That's why Paul the Apostles told us in the New Covenant, in the Epistles, not to grieve too much. Like the people, not to sorrow like them that have no hope. Say so when we lose a loved one, don't over sorrow. You know why? Because Satan takes advantage of that to hurt us. When I lost my mom, I almost lost my life. It affected my health badly. One day I was brushing my teeth and I tried to spit out the the toothpaste. It was all blood in the basin. Blood everywhere. I don't mean blood from a little bruise from my teeth. I mean volume of blood. That day I repented before the Lord and told him, Lord, I'm sorry. I already had an inflammation here by the side of my face. Filled with blood. Be careful. And I pray for everyone watching online this morning and everyone listening to me who might have been bereaved at some point or the other and you're not able to let go. Receive the grace to let go in the name of Jesus and be comforted by the spirit of comfort, the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And that grief will not cut short your years in the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. Verse 10. So he was telling that his own years had not attained to the years of his fathers. Because Abraham died at 175, his grandfather. Isaac, his own father, died at 180. Jacob was supposed to go to at least maybe 185 to go beyond his father. But he couldn't. He went on to 147. So 17 years from when he came to Egypt was when he died. The last 17 years of his life, he spent them with Joseph. And he spent them in prosperity. He wasn't even poor all along. But this was a different level of prosperity. This is when the blessed call you blessed. Glory be to God. It's interesting to me how God put all of these things together. Joseph was 17 years when they sold him out. By the time Jacob, his father, reconnected with him, they were able to spend another 17 years together. The way God arranges our lives, all we need to do is to just walk by faith and walk in love. Not walk in fear and agitation. God's got you. Let me tell you about this morning. Say, he's got you. Come on, speak speak like a child of God. He's got your back. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. See, he blessed him again. He blessed him before in verse 7. He blessed him again in verse 10. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. See, when he came in, he blessed him. When he was living, he blessed him. What does that tell us? Blessed going out. Blessed coming in. Can I have an amen to that? When you people begin to have children, what are you supposed to do to them before they go to school? And when they return from school? Praise God. And what are you supposed to do to yourself when you are going out in the morning? And when you are coming in the evening? Bless. We are ordained to bless, not to curse. Those who curse you, because we take care of them. You don't curse them. Don't curse back. Somebody looks at you and says, you are mad. You are crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Sweat it, baby. Don't sweat it. Nobody can curse him that God has blessed. Just smile and walk away. Don't tell them, tell them, God bless you, and you will Praise God. And many Nigerians are frustrated now and very edgy. At the slightest provocation, they are ready to fight and to kill. Don't get engaged. Please, don't get engaged in useless arguments. They are talking politics. You are not interested. Walk away from them. Some can kill because of a man in Lagos who has no idea that they exist. Brethren, fighting brethren on fellowship platforms because somebody wants this candidate to be president in 2023. The other person wants this candidate. Some are not talking to each other again. They lack wisdom. He blessed him and then went out from before Pharaoh. Look at verse 11. And Joseph placed his father and his brethren, he placed them. He didn't displace them. He placed them. He gave them a place. In fact, he gave them places because he gave them the land of Goshen. So you can imagine how many houses. That's real estate right there. (laughs) Praise God. I said, praise God. And I see God placing us in the name of Jesus. I said, I see God placing us in the name of Jesus. He placed his father and his brethren and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt in the best of the land. In the best. Pharaoh told him, give them the best. He didn't short-circuit the process. Some, they will say, I'll give your dad that one million naira." i say, daddy, one million, okay. Daddy, uncle said, I should give you 100,000. I want you to Say, give your daddy this one. You take out of it. Give your mom this one. You take out of it. Stealing from your parents. If you are like that, may God have mercy on you in the name of Jesus. Because there's a new beginning in Christ. Amen. The Bible says he put them in the best of the land. In the land of Egypt. The best of the land. In the land of Ramses. As Pharaoh had commanded. Verse 12, and I'm going to stop here. And then we're going to go forward to verse 27. Verse 12 now. And Joseph nourished his father. We're learning from Joseph this morning. Joseph nourished his father and his brethren. Nourishing talks about feeding and general welfare. Clothed them. Give them nice clothes to wear. I figure the designers of their day. Some nice perfumes. The best of food. Not the look with our eyes. The one that has been picked. All right. The best of meats. The best of fresh fish. The best of fruits and vegetables. Every day. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. He nourished them. And the Bible says. And all his father's household. All of them with bread according to their families can I have an amen to that now move on to verse 27 we'll read verses 27 and 28 and Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen and they had possessions therein and grew and multiplied exceedingly because the blessing of the Lord was working in their lives. I said this earlier, the blessing brings increase. It doesn't bring a decrease to your life. It brings increase. The Bible said they grew, you will grow in the name of Jesus. How many will grow this morning? Shout amen. Amen. And multiplied exceedingly. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will multiply exceedingly. Amen. Verse 28. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. So the whole age of Jacob was and seven years. Now go to Genesis 48. The next chapter. And we are going to be in verses 1 all the way to 16. It's a long read, and then I will share a few thoughts, the two thoughts the Lord put in my spirit with us. And it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. Now because he was ready to go. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And one told Jacob and said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee. And Israel, that's Jacob, strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. He garnered all the strength remaining because this was going to be his last day. And he sat upon the bed to welcome his prime minister's son who was coming to see him in the palace that he had built for him. And he was coming with his two sons. And they were all smelling nice and looking good, looking naturally, rotund in their apparel. And as they walked in, Jacob said unto Joseph, he didn't even allow him to sit down. <laughs> God Almighty appeared unto me in Luz, at Luz in the land of Canaan and empowered me to succeed, empowered me to excel. He blessed me and he said unto me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you and I will make of you a multitude of people. And will give this land to, the, to your seed after thee for an everlasting possession. The land of Israel today is the everlasting possession of Israel. Let Palestine fight. Let them fight over Gaza. Let all the Islamic nations fight and try to take away that land from Israel. They will fail continually. Because God said to Jacob, I give it to you forever. To your seed after you for an inheritance Forever. Forever. They are piling up multi-million, multi-billion dollars worth of weapons to extinguish Israel. (laughs) But the Lord of us shall laugh. He will laugh at them. There will be a final battle when Russia will get involved with Germany and Turkey and Ethiopia and Libya. And they will put themselves together in the battle of Gog. And they will step on the land of Israel. Because they will want to wipe out Israel. But that day, Israel will see a supernatural deliverance. It is prophetic, and it will happen. Praise God. And he said unto me, said, God said to me, behold, I will make you fruitful. Did God mean it when God said I will make you fruitful? And multiply thee. Was God serious when he said I will multiply you? This literally came to pass even in the lifetime of Jacob. Jacob became Israel. Israel got 12 tribes. Isaac didn't have 12 tribes. Abraham didn't have 12 tribes. But God released the blessing to Abraham. Abraham passed it on to Isaac. Isaac passed it on to Jacob. And on Jacob, the multiplication happened. 12 nations from one man. That's why today we have the 12 tribes of Israel. One man. Because God said, I will multiply you. When God says anything to you, you better take his word very seriously. That's why I will admonish you young people this morning to listen to me very carefully. To learn to conduct your affairs in such a way that the only thing you attract is the blessing. Can I have an amen to that? Verse 5. Jacob was still speaking to Joseph. He had not yet blessed the sons, but he already knew about them. Joseph must have told his father, well, God has blessed me, he's given me two sons in this land. Now, he said to him, and now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. You see, Jacob should have said Manasseh and Ephraim. But even in his spirit, he had set Ephraim before Manasseh. Today we talk about Jacob and Esau. Have you ever heard anybody say Esau and Jacob? And it's supposed to be Esau and Jacob. But Jacob took the blessing. So it became Jacob and Esau. Today, it is Ephraim and Manasseh. He said, and your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt, before I came unto thee into Egypt, are mine. Those your two sons are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Reuben was the firstborn of Jacob. Simeon was the secondborn. Levi was the third. Judah was the fourth. So he said as the firstborn and secondborn, Ephraim and Manasseh are mine. I'm making Ephraim now the firstborn and Manasseh the second. He had not yet demonstrated it, so Joseph, still, Joseph didn't understand. He was still there. Okay, okay, that. Okay, my two sons. Okay, you mean Manasseh and Ephraim? Ephraim and Manasseh. They are mine. Now, see what he said. Verse 6 And thy issue, which thou begettest after them. You see, your third born to maybe the 25th born. (laughs) As many as your your wife can, can give birth to. He said, those ones are yours. All right? Now, and shall be called after the name of their brethren in their inheritance. All of them, from the third born to the last born. They will be called by the name of Ephraim and Manasseh in their inheritance. So we don't know them, but they will come under the umbrella of Ephraim and Manasseh, right? And as for me, when I came from Padan, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan in the way. You will not die on the way to the manifestation of your glory in the name of Jesus. So Rachel died by me in the way. When yet there was but a little way to come unto Ephrath, they were about to come unto Ephrath, and then Rachel died. He said, And I buried her there in the way of Ephrath, the same is Bethlehem. And Israel beheld Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons, whom God has given me in this place. And he said, Bring them, I pray thee unto me, and I will bless them. And I will empower them to succeed. I will empower them to prosper. Because Jacob knew nothing but to just bless and bless and bless and bless and bless and bless. bless. What about Reuben? He blessed him. But what he did turned that blessing to the curse. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age, so that they could not see. Not that they couldn't see at all, but couldn't see clearly. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them, and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I said this earlier. He said, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God has showed me also thy seed. Never thought again I will ever see you, my son. I was told that a wild beast that turned you into pieces, they showed me your clothes stained with blood. I thought I've seen you again. But now God has granted me the grace to even see your seed. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees. And he bowed himself. Underline this in your Bible. And he bowed himself with his face to the earth. I'm going up to verse 16, but my emphasis is on verse 12. He bowed. Joseph, the mighty man of Egypt, the world power, the mighty man of the world, number one man in the world above Pharaoh, bowed when he came to his father. Everybody was bowing before Joseph. Joseph bowed before his father. Humility. bowed his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand, toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand, toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand, and laid it upon Ephraim. We demonstrated it about two weeks ago, so I don't need to go over that. And laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head guiding his hands wittingly, wittingly. He made a cross, for Manasseh was the firstborn, and he blessed Joseph. He put his hands on the sons. He blessed Joseph. His face was also bowed to the earth. Joseph had not seen what his father did yet, because his face was bowed to the earth. And said, "Go." Look at these words. God. El. Before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk. The God which fed me all my life long unto this day. God is the one feeding me. Your job is not the one feeding you is God. Are you getting what I'm saying? I walk in shell. I work in Chevron, I make thousands of dollars every month, shut up. God is your source. Your job is a channel. Your business is a channel. And with all the challenges in Nigeria today, some of you know that your income is nothing compared to the way you live your life. You know that what you're, the way you're living, the quality of your life goes beyond what is coming in. Do I have a witness in the house? That is God at work. When you don't, you don't understand. How much am I earning a month? And I'm not in debt, I'm not owing, and I'm not borrowing to live large. Fake life. No. But I know that the quality of life I'm enjoying is beyond what I'm earning. That is God. God. And jo- Jacob said to Joseph, the angel is said, God that fed me all my life long unto this day. You might be the channel God is using now, but God is still the one feeding me. Do you understand, Joseph? He said, Yes, sir. He was blessing him. Verse 16 The angel which redeemed me from all evil. Ah, Jacob suffered many evil in his life. He was in Laban's house, his uncle. Uncle cheated him. He was working for seven years to marry Rachel. This Rachel that eventually died, by the way, as they were coming to Ephraim. When the day of wedding came, the uncle gave him Leah. He wanted Rachel. Uncle said, if you still want Rachel, you work for another seven years. The man loved Rachel. He worked again. So to get one woman, he worked for forty years. Easy. And when he began to have children, the sons of Bilhah, This Bilhar that Reuben eventually slept with and one of the other sons were notorious. They were were doing evil. They they were cheating their father in his business. And this Joseph, little Joseph, used to come because he was the 11th born. His own mother did not have him on time. It was his mother that gave Bilhar her own uh, mistress, her own house help to the husband, Jacob, To marry. So that maybe through her, God also will give him my own children. So all of them came before Joseph. So they were the big brothers. But they were the sons of they were the children of concubines, And they were they really proved. They proved it. They proved it. And Joseph would go to his father and say, Dad, Dad, you need to check these guys. They're stealing your goals. They're stealing your country. They're, they're selling to people. It's not, it's not fair now. It's not fair now. Dad, you need to hire an accountant or that. You need to get an auditor. They're cheating on you. Jacob said, Don't worry. Just be observing them. Don't worry. Ruben, Ruben oldie, New oldie. Simeon and Levi. Ah, those ones. bi apara. They can can vex for Africa. They can represent Africa in vexation competition. So come and vex. They can destroy a building within a few minutes. All of them with their all kinds of behavior. Some of them were maybe even schizophrenic. They had all manner of personality deficiencies. Joseph will come and tell his father. He had honored his father right from his childhood. Dad... Your things should not spoil. Okay, okay, don't worry. Let me attend to the sheep. I will feed them. He was taking care of his father's business. Jacob saw many evils in his life. He got the news eventually of Joseph's death. That finished him. He wasn't the same again. From that moment, he go back to Genesis and read. From that moment, Jacob wasn't the same again because Joseph was the son of his old age. He was the one he had looked forward to when he married Rachel. The, ah, the Rachel I love, the, let me see the, 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 the offspring that will come from Joseph, um, from, from, from Rachel. Rachel didn't live. After having Joseph, she had Benjamin, whom she named Benoni because she was dying when she was having him. Quickly, Jacob understood the power of words. Change that name from Benoni, the son of sorrow, to Benjamin. So don't call him Benoni. Call him Ben. He's still Ben, but he'll be Jamin. Benja, Benja. Mm. Is somebody learning something this morning? It is what you call anything that it shall be. And it is what you call yourself you shall be. You call yourself blessed, you are blessed. Nobody can curse. You call yourself cursed, nobody can bless. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is why it is important to deploy the power of words to your advantage. Hey, Toby, now, organization, you are going. They don't employ anybody. Oh, I will be the first they will employ. (laughs) I'm an exception to the rule. That embassy, they refuse everybody, they will grant my visa. Somebody get what I'm saying? Don't talk yourself down. Some people have talked themselves to the grave. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired. I don't understand what is going on again. I'm sick and tired. Anybody can die at any time. I don't even care. Oh, they have died. I know two young men who have died now because of that. They were my colleagues. We worked together in the same organization. Two different organizations, two different people. They are dead now. They made such a careless and reckless statement. Anybody can die at any time. Mm -mm. Joseph understood that. He said, don't call him Benoni, call him Benjamin. He was the younger brother of Joseph. He was the number 12. He had seen many evils in his life. They told him he lost his son. He lost his wife. That was another evil. He was believed. At some point, he had to wrestle with an angel. The angel left him with a displaced hip, But changed his name from Jacob the supplanter, at the 419 to Israel, the prince of God. He had seen many things. He had had encounters in his life. He used a stone on his journey as a pillow. Try it when you get home. Take a big stone. Take it to your bedroom. Your parents say, what's wrong with you? He said, nothing. I just want to try what Jacob tried. Allow me to experiment till tomorrow morning. Let's see what happens to your head in the morning. But Jacob didn't mind. He said, God, if you will be with me on this journey. This man knew God. This patriarch. There's a lot to learn from him. Listen, that's why you need a father over your life. Don't despise your father. Had Joseph despised them, he would have ended up like his brothers. In that, his tummy was a reservoir. Of the prophetic blessing. And the Holy Ghost was going to use him as a messenger of that blessing. To foretell the future of his children. Somebody remembers Word of Wisdom? (laughs) Glory be to God. The angel which redeemed me from all evil. I had all manner of evils in my life. But the angel of the Lord. And if you have that in your King James Bible. You see the angel in capital letter A. He didn't say an angel. That's Jesus appearing in the old covenant. He said, The angel which redeemed me from all evil. Now we release the blessing. He said, Bless these lads. Empower them. His hands were on them. Empower them to excel. Empower them to prosper. Empower them to do well. Empower them to rise above the curse. Empower them to fly in life. Rise and fly. Rise and shine. Those were the words of the patriarch. Ah, heavy with blessings. On the day he was going to take his sojourn from the earth. When my time comes to go, this is how I want to go. Let me die the death of the righteous. I want to have my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren around me. And I want to bless them. That's the way I want to go. And in their glare, in their public glare, in their, in their, in their faces. Grandpa and grandma. Great-grandpa, great-grandma. Papa and mama. will say goodbye. We love you. Praise God. Is the death of the righteous, not just to die anyhow. just to die, die, die like a chicken. That is not God's plan for our lives. And we have this covenant. We have this covenant. Galatians 3:29, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Jacob was Abraham's seed too. So through Jesus Christ we have access to the same grace. Don't talk yourself to your early grave. It is not your portion. Many died during COVID not because the virus killed them. Their words killed them. Ah, this virus can kill anybody. Ah, ah, ah. Boom. Ordinary shit. (laughs) Off they went. Because Satan empowered their words. Your words are the weapons that many have given to the enemy to use against them. Satan has run out of bullets. Don't supply him bullets to use against you. That's why the Bible said, death, death, he killed the day ago. And life, I'm the power of the tongue. Can you imagine what to do? Wake up every morning. Do this experiment. Plant, I want you to plant flower. Those of you that can, plant flowers in two different pots. Every morning, water them and wake up and bless one. Bless it. You will do well. Flourish, do well, excel, blossom, blossom. Now, the other one, curse it. You will die. You will never make it. You will go down. Senior pastor said he's done it before. I've read of other people who have done it before. I haven't done it. I haven't had time. I will maybe make time someday, but you can do it also and see what happens over time. The one he blessed, green, flourishing, doing well, blossoming. Everything he said, the one he cursed, withered, became brown, and died. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three. If any of you shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed or be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. When there's a problem in your life, speak to the mountain. Tell it to go. Stop talking about the mountain. My brother, I see what I'm facing. Oh, no. my sister, I see what I'm facing. What are you facing? What are you facing? People like pity party. Speak to it yourself. There's a time to talk to God. There's a time to talk to your mountain. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? There is room for, yes, I want a brother or a sister to join me. Matthew 18, 19, if two of you shall agree on earth, as touching anything I shall ask, my father will do it. Prayer of agreement. But the prayer of agreement should not replace your own personal prayer. Some Christians are too lazy. Too lazy to pray. You can't wake up to pray. You wake up to Facebook. Wake up to your status. Your status is more important than what the Spirit of God is saying. How can you be strong? How can you? How can? Somebody say, ah, Pastor Fred, I love the way you quote scriptures. I love, I say it is not magic. Neither is it automatic. It is hard work. It is not the gift of knowledge. There is no such thing as the gift of knowledge. There is the word of knowledge. It is not the gift of knowledge. There is no such thing in the Bible as the gift of knowledge. There is only discipline of study. Oh, I like the way you know medicine. You tell the doctor. I'll, ah, doctor, how come you know medicine like this? You don't know medicine. Dr. Esther, you know medicine so much. Medicine and surgery. Ah, you know medicine. Is there anything like that? She went to medical school for six years. That is not a joke. Six years plus X, where X is equal to us to strike. You hear doctors say otorhinolaryngology. they say spinal meningitis. You see what is that? Because they, they've studied. The Bible says, Study, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly divided. The word of God. Study. Study. Don't be lazy. When it is time to pray, Luke 18:1. Jesus said, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. You pray five minutes, you are done. Chovro, 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Nonsense. I want to see things change. You better get involved in the affairs of your life. Stop being a spectator. You better get involved. Stop waiting for one prayer on Mixer one prayer on YouTube to get you to pray. You better get involved with God in love with God. There are no shortcuts in this kingdom. There are no shortcuts. Anyone looking for shortcuts has no future in the kingdom of God. Wake up. Wake up. We're in Genesis 49, I believe. Or where are we? We're still in 48. We are together today. You are going nowhere. You're stuck with me. And together we go into the grace and the favor of God. Hallelujah. So we dovetail into. Pink and purple connect. Mm. He blessed the boys. He blessed them. He said, may God bless the lads. Verse 16. Thank you. He said, bless the lads. And let my name be named on them. That's why Ephraim and Manasseh became part of the tribes of Israel. They entered the tribe. He said, and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. You will grow into a multitude. I say you will grow into a multitude. In growing, you will grow in the name of Jesus. Everything about your life will grow in the name of Jesus. You will grow in grace, you will grow in mercy, you grow in favor. Luke 2.52, He says the child grew and increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with all men. You will increase in wisdom. You will increase in stature. You will increase in favor with God and with all men in the name of Jesus. Shout amen. So let them grow. If you don't grow, you will grow. A child that does not grow brings sorrow to the parents. When a child is 12-year-old and is looking like a six-month-old baby. You so say he's 12 old and looking like a year old. It is not the blessing, it's the curse. Some are stagnated in their businesses. Some are stagnated in their career. Some are stagnated in their profession. I pray for you this morning. The Lord will activate you and you will grow and you will grow and you will grow and you will grow and you will increase. In the name of Jesus, shout a better amen. This is more than going for a deliverance service. This is a deliverance service. Things are happening in the realm of the spirit. For those who are sensitive, things are already happening in the realm of the spirit. Because God will make you like Joseph. He will make you like a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over a wall in the name of Jesus. Your relevance will go beyond borders in the mighty name of Jesus. I say your relevance will go beyond borders in the name of Jesus. Your fruitfulness will grow beyond borders in the name of Jesus. Nations, nations will partake of the wisdom of God upon your life in the name of Jesus. You will do well in Nigeria. You will do well beyond Nigeria. You will do well beyond Africa in the name of Jesus. Second Timothy chapter 3. verses 14 to 17. I'm still reading my text. I've not started preaching yet. The truth be told. So I will make the body of the message very short. Because I've said most of the things that I wanted to say. So don't be afraid. 2 Timothy 3 is called the blessing Sunday. So it must be full of blessing. Amen. <laughs> I, 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 see, I see you going after this service and your spirit man is loaded, loaded. And what is there? The blessing. So whatever you touch is blessed. This week, whatever you touch is blessed. Whoever you touch is blessed. God, thank you, Holy Ghost. He just gave me a scripture now. Because God is about to establish some people in this church. Psalm 90 and verse 17. He said, let the favor The beauty and the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Confirm and establish the works of our hands. The work of our hands, confirm and establish it in the name of Jesus. When they see you now, what they will see is the beauty of the Lord. The the Lord. The beauty of the Lord. I said, The beauty of the Lord. I said, The beauty of the Lord. You will become attractive to destiny helpers. You will become attractive to recommenders. You will become attractive to destiny lifters. God will put the burden of your life in the people. Those who go ahead and help you. There are times that God puts your burden in the hearts of some people and they can't sleep until you are helped. The king could not sleep because Mordecai had to be promoted. Somebody will lose their sleep because you have to be promoted in the name of Jesus. It is divine. The king could not sleep that night. His sleep was taken away from him supernaturally. He said, now I can't sleep. They said, why sir? He said, bring me the book of remembrance. And he began to read fra, fra, fra. There was a coup in the palace. They were going to kill the king. And Mordecai revealed that secret to one of his officers. And they found that it was true. They executed those people, but they forgot to reward the man who gave such secret out. That night, the king now read it. Ah, because they wrote it down. They journaled it. Ah, what has been done for this man? They said nothing. Ah. As the king was thinking, what shall I do in the morning? Haman the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews who had planned to execute the Jews, who had manipulated the king into writing it as a decree, was coming to the palace. And the king asked him, hey man, he said, who is in the court? They said, hey man, they said, let him come. Hey, hey man, how are you? He said, fine sir. Good morning, your excellency, your, your royal highness, your, your royal majesty. He said, don't worry, don't worry. Now, what shall be done to the man or for the man that saved the life of the king? A man, no, a man, he did save life. He said, a man whom the king delights in. And wants to honor. And he thought he was himself. He said, okay, hey, hey, hey yeah, 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 Ah, he now exaggerated it. Because the Bible said, he thought within himself, who shall that be but me? Because the, he had had an invitation to come with the king to the banquet that Queen Esther was making. And I was making a banquet. Ah, she looked at the whole kingdom. All the chiefs. She didn't, she didn't recommend anybody. She, she requested for me to come with the king. Ah, if you know me, Sir, you know that your royal robe that you normally wear? He said, yes, let's, let's put it upon him. Eh, my robe? Uh, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. Your ring, put it. Your chain, put. It. And then you know that your chariot, your, ah, uh, <laughs> that you just imported from uh, a, <laughs> you know, the latest Chrysler, this 2025 Chrysler, the one that even you, you have only entered once. He said, let him ride. And then get someone to go before him all over town. Ring in the bell. Behold the man whom the king is pleased in. The man whom the king delights in. He didn't say the king is proud of. The king delights in. I honor him. This is the man whom the king delights in. Hallelujah. The king said, now make haste. As I'm looking at you. 87 on imagine ni. Kill of him, shame of him, now, now now go and meet Mordecai, the son of whatever of the Jew. Now do what you have told me. Now, where are you? Have you gone? He said, Sir, sir. Okay, sir. Yes, sir. He ran away to execute it. He was now standing before him, and before Mordecai, whom he had planned to kill the king delights in, honor him, beggar. And Mordecai was riding on the horse. Behold, the man, the man, the man. Who the king delights in, honor him, All over town, he did this on his own streets. His wife saw him and she just said, "Hey, daddy." Oh, oh he did it all day then they went back to the palace they took off from the palace he thought it was for himself if he had known it was for mordecai he would have said i just give you a portion of land don't announce it i see god walking through your enemies and your haters those who are speaking ill of you and they will make them the announcers of your glory in the mighty name of jesus whatever evil plot they've had against you it will come falling on their head in the name of jesus well have people don't who don't like us we don't know why but they just don't like us it's their cup of coffee we will walk in the blessing of the lord we will continue to walk in the blessing of the lord and so i decree that this church is blessed i decree that you are blessed i decree we are increasing we are not decreasing because we are blessed and the increase, the blessing brings increase. Therefore, we increase in number. We increase spiritually. We increase in wisdom. We increase in the depth of the knowledge of God. And our personal lives, we increase. In the name of Jesus. Ah, oh, that day. That day. A man, the Agagite. The son of Amedatha, we we'll never forget in his life. In hell, where he is now, he will never forget. When he went back home that day, it was a sad day. The DJ was playing. He said, Shut up! Shut up! Shut the music. What are you playing? He said, Daddy, why? Then he told his wife and children and associates what had befallen him. And one of them made a statement. You find what I'm saying now in the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth has only about maybe a few chapters. You can read it in one sitting. He said, They said to him, one of them said, if you have now begun to fall like this Yakata before Mordecai God is against you and God is for that guy you better behave yourself otherwise you will surely follow the father prophesied his fall the gallows he had made that was the final straw the gallows he had made on which He had planned to hang Mordecai. He had planned to destroy all the Jews in all the provinces. Then Mordecai wanted to hang and make a public shame. Whatever shame they have made for you, it will fall on their head. Say better amen. Amen. That gallows became the only available gallows where the king commanded that Haman himself should be, should be put. You know why? When Esther eventually opened up to the king, what happened? The king got so angry, somebody wants to destroy my wife and destroy and the, our entire lineage. The king did not even know that Esther was Jewish. She had conducted herself with so much dignity, honor, humility. Hey, it wasn't about flaunting herself. The king did not even bother to ask, where are you from? So now the king knew ah who is planning to execute my wife. Esther said, Is this aman? The king got up angrily and left the room. See a man. Now came upon Aman. Is the spirit of she. A Aman now wanted to beg Esther. I didn't know how begging landed him on the bed. The bed of Esther. The bed of Esther and the king. The bed where the bed. (laughs) Like Reuben went up to his father's couch. The king went out to call his guards. As he came in, the protocol officers came in with the king. They found a man on the bed. The king said, Will you even be forcing the queen in my presence? You will rape my wife in my presence. A man wanted to explain, but you know, there are some explanations that are three late. Way, three late. This one was way ten late. Sir, no, I was trying to beg. When I want to beg, and I fell in bed. I fell in bed. Well, he became a rapper. I wanted to beg. I on to beg. As I was going to bed, And I fell on the bed. As I fell on the bed. I wanted to beg. <laughs> you were begging and bedding. You begging on the bed. Is the bed the place for begging? Something came on him. The spirit of foolishness. They came found him on the bed. There was no hearing. No caught hearing. They took him. And the king said, What gallows is available now? He said, we didn't erect anyone. We just finished merriment in the land. But, sir, I heard one of the protocol officers was not telling the king, because people always hear. I heard, sir, that this hey man, this stupid man, people that could not call him stupid before, people that said, Sir, yes, sir. The man in whom the king delights. this idiot this idiot had erected the gallows in front of his house for Mordecai the uncle of the queen Ah! take him now with haste get a private jet fly him there hang, hang him from the helicopter There was no chance in between. You better don't kick against someone that God is with. Yeah. End of discussion. There are people who don't fight for themselves. God told Abraham, "They mistakenly bless you; I bless them. Either by mistake or by intention, they curse you; they are cursed." Mordecai was of, of the seed of the Jew. Abraham is their father. I guess who we are. Abraham's seed. Galatians three twenty nine. You see why it is dangerous for anybody to kick against you. But then let me tell you something. Let me now begin to close. God has made us sons. But sonship comes with responsibility. Because I'm a son of God. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am, oh yeah, it comes with responsibility. Two things the Lord said. We'll read our second Timothy later. Two things that are traceable to the life of Joseph that made him flow in the blessing. One, honor. Two, humility. Write them down if you're writing. These two virtues were found in the life of Joseph and they took him above his brethren. Even while he was yet in his father's house, his father's business mattered to him. His father's business was important Important to him. You'll find that in Genesis 37 verses 1 and 2. He honored his father. He carried on these virtues even as he made progress in life. When his destiny was going to be cut short on the altar of fornication through an instrument prepared by the devil in the person of Mrs. Potiphar. Joseph chose rather to honor God. Genesis 39, 5 to 12. The woman came tempting him. Listen, young men, those of you who think because one married woman somewhere is making advances at you, yeah, I'm handsome, I'm, I'm energetic, she likes me. You won't be as energetic as this all the days of your life. Time will come, age will come, when you won't be able to do those things anymore. But what shall, it, what shall be said about your life? What did you do with your youth? Young ladies, married men are after you all over the place. Say, ah, am I the only baby in town? Ah. And they you're just like me. Both single and married. I'm attracted to all of them. And you are distributing what you have. <clears throat> the days are coming when your body will sag. The days are coming when you won't be as beautiful anymore. But what will be said about you in the days of your youth? Joseph said... How can I do this wicked thing and sin against my God? Sin against God. So he honored God above his own libido. The woman was beautiful. Joseph was not impotent. He could perform. How did I know? He got married later. He fathered Ephraim and Manasseh. Impotent people cannot father anybody. And he had other children because Jacob said, your other children, let them come under the frame of manasseh. So it was not important. It was not the absence of the ability to perform. It was the choice, quality choice made in the presence of the ability to perform. When you are faced with the opportunity to steal from your place of work, some of you are not stealing today because you, don't have, you have not yet had the opportunity. Many have not stolen from the Nigerian Treasury because they have not had the opportunity of being in a political office where money is flowing from your table. If you sign a cheque like this, Oga, put an MO, add M. pad it, pad the budget. See our legislators, legislator, our coordinator. They will come up with the budget. They will pad it. They call that blessing. You, you also call it blessing because you see them driving Prado. Prado is not blessing. The blessing is spiritual. Go and look at some of them. You won't like their lives. You see them during the day, they are fine, fresh. A.C. see, Queen's English, in the night they are crying and weeping. Because it's only the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich, and he are dead, no sorrow. The blessing of the devil also maketh rich, but it is padded with sorrows. Plenty of it. Joseph chose to honor God. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, up on the screen, verses 3 and 4, he said, for this is the will of God that you abstain from fornication. Chapter 4, chapter 4 and verse 3, chapter 4 and verse 3. This is the will of God, even your sanctification What is the meaning of sanctification? That you abstain from fornication. Listen to me, young people. Don't let anybody deceive you and say, you can do it, repent, do it, repent. Stop it. Abstain. Abstain. Because fornication carries a stain. It will stain you. Abstain. Absent yourself from the stain. That's the meaning of abstain. When you are found out, when church people get to know that you are sleeping with somebody. How do you like that news to go viral? How do you like your video on TikTok? <laughs> and then they come out and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry guys. It wasn't intentional, you're stupid. Get out! How did you do it in the first place? <laughs> God's children don't behave like that. Let the children of the world continue to do what they are doing. Their day is coming. They may tell you you are missing something. Oh. Oh, charge! Come charge! Oh, get it. You're a lady. You need, your body needs to be charged. A woman once told me that. She said, Every woman needs to be charged. I said, charge with water. Oh, ma. Oh, I'm not a charger. I'm not even a battery charger. The only charging I know is Jude one twenty, beloved, charging your battery, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying, Rakata yala Baba. After that one, I don't know any other charging. This is the will of God concerning you. Abstain. Did I say you should remove it from the screen? First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. Abstain from fornication. Then in verse 4, he said that every one of you may know how to possess his own vessel. In what? Sanctification and what honor. Possess your vessel, your body is your vessel. Your sex organs, they are your vessels. Women, don't open your breast for the world to see on social media. We don't need to see it. Stop it. Stop it. Some of you wear sk- this skirt, is tight. One, it is short. Two, they now put a slit to show us the thigh. Please, they will not give us credit a lot from the bank by looking at your thigh. And you men, whose eyes are always roving, 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 roving. You know all the nudists on social media. So, those are the pages you visit. Continue to visit them. One day, you will go to the bank, and the bank will say, We want to credit your account today because of all the nudists whose pages you have viewed. The federal government of Nigeria wants to give you an award, a national award, because you are the number one viewer of pornography. Such things don't bring men to honor, they bring them to dishonor. One senator was caught a few years ago here in Nigeria. What was his offense? He was he was so sold out to pornography that he didn't know when other senators came, he was entertaining them with it. He said, "I want to let's watch a movie together." Far, and it was porn, and he was laughing. Can you see it? And they were looking at him. We thought that when people watch this thing, they watch it in secret. He was so into it that he had forgotten, because those things make people go crazy. He lost his position. Because they, 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 they followed him through because of that. It's not because others are better. But at least they do it in secret. Look, if you give the devil a foothold, he will establish a throne. Don't give him place in your life. Possess your vessel in sanctification and honor. When you see any appearance of evil, the Bible says, don't caboche." The Bible says, Flee. Sire, run. Don't stay and say, La ha, lo, so ho, ha, la, da da ba yala. Oh, break it, Oh, sister, can you bend that a little? No, no, no. No, 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 no. If you have to block some people, please do. I blocked somebody not too long ago. person I went to another social media and then sent me a private message. I said, Hey, you blocked me. I said, hey, okay, you, there, you still had the opportunity from this one. Block again. I said, you are like the devil of the, of the beans market, the goat of the beans market. When you chase the goat of the beans market, it will come back. <makes noise> chase it. Some people will not allow you to reach destiny. Block them. And face front. Men that are, whose eyes are roving. Roving, roving, roving. Face Face front! Joseph, faced front, he eventually got to his destiny. Imagine if he had been sleeping with that woman. That would have been the end of his prime ministership. His ministerial appointment would have ended on the lapse of Mrs. Potiphar. Maybe he would have impregnated her. Maybe the husband again would have found her because such things they will find out in the end. And they would, now, they would have now put him in jail. And they would have rotten in jail. The jail they sent him to. He went there guiltless, and the Lord went with him. It's different from when they say, ah, you impregnated? God's wife, if I know Jay, we kill you here. Because that man was the chief of army staff to Pharaoh. But see how God honored Joseph. By the time he became prime minister, that man was under the command of Pharaoh, of, of Joseph. Pharaoh said, you are in charge of my kingdom. Are you with me this morning? I know time is fast spent, but you must get it. Number one, honor. Number two, humility. Ephesians 4:27 says, Neither give place to the devil. Don't give him place. Any advances that are not making sense, block them quick because of your destiny. They have nothing to offer you but to kill the fire of God in you. Nothing to offer you. When I was growing up in Mokola, I was a teacher at some point in my life after my secondary education. So I, had, I used to have a lot of girls around me, girls and boys. I was teaching everybody. So, and God helped me to be brilliant. One girl that I had taught like two, three years before, who had now become a big girl, one night I was going to run about Dedel from my house in Mokola to go and buy milk. I used to drink milk a lot that time because I was very fat. So you know what I mean? It's very fat. Size 15 shirt was like a parachute in my body. And this girl walked past me. I saw her. And she just, she just called me by my first name. Ah! I wasn't only a teacher, I was far above in age. There was a wide gap. So we got juicy me on a king's <laughs> I said I said mussu I, I first of all had muscle pulling my mouth. Shana I, I, I. said I said, come here come here said, what, what did you say? Say I'm kidding not me. Layla ye. Lay lay la ye now la ye la ye la ye la ye to batu try. She wanted a relationship. She had tried throwing her body near the sea. You throw body, you are wasting your time. So she now, thought, what's wrong with this guy now? Let me call him by his name. So I don't want "Ah." to say, ah, he said, Bo, boom, bo. Different sharens, different mothers. But God just kept me in the midst of that mokola, very perverted place. Eighteen-year-old is already a mother. Twenty-one-year-old, a mother of two different fathers. The grace to honor God. The grace to be humble. We receive it now, this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus. So that the destiny God has for us will get there. Can I have a better amen? I still have a few more minutes to go. Joseph honored God first and then honored his father. It's Father's Day. Many of you came late. So it's because of you I delayed till now so you can hear some of these things. Some of you despise your fathers because my dad doesn't pay my school fees. My dad is not the one paying house rent. Only my mom is responsible for this. Mommy, stop that. I know you are not happy because of what they are doing or because of what he's doing. No father is perfect. But God has not made you the judge of your father or the judge of your mother. God has not given the cane of the parents into the hands of the children. You are not the one to judge them. You have to admonish them, you are to honor them, you are to obey them, you have to be you are to display humility and pray for them. Do you know you can pray for your dad? And that can be a better dad. You can pray for mom. And mom can be a better mom because of your faith. They can be converted. Before my mom went to heaven, she started calling me Pastor Fred. And sometimes we'll be talking. She said, hey, Shetty, remember me? am from Don't say Shetty. She <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know. But I honored them, both of them, till their last days on the earth. In Malachi 1.6, I want that on the screen. God said, if I were your father then where is my honor? Malachi six, A son honoreth his father. You see, the one that dishonoreth is the bastard. A son is a true son. And this is also a daughter also. Honoreth his father. And a servant is master. If then I be a father, God is asking, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? Shear the Lord of hosts unto you, O priest, that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? If I were a father, then where is my honor? In this kingdom, we are all kings and priests. So he's talking to all of us. Those are talking to the pastors. All of us. Revelation 5.10, Revelation 1.6, he has made us kings and priests unto our God. Where is the honor of God? And where is the honor of your parents? When you hear the things some people say about their parents or the spiritual authority over them, you'll be amazed. You'll be shocked. And when I see the results in their lives, I'm not surprised. In Genesis 48:12, the Holy Spirit allowed us to see by inspiring the holy man who wrote the scriptures to include the act of honor that Joseph showed his father. Because in Genesis fourteen twelve, the Bible says Joseph came to the presence of his father and bowed his face to the earth. That was number one man in the world. Who are you? Some of you, only first degree you have. Nobody can talk to you again. First degree, first. Some degree that you don't even have. The only thing you have to your name is NYSE. After first degree. Now your parents can't talk to you. When your parents are celebrating their birthday, make sure you are there. Make sure you honor them. It's your dad's birthday. is say, eh? bet God is the Heavenly Father, Jared. God is the Father. Nobody is any Father. God! Jesus said, don't call anybody Father. Eh? Uh-huh. But God found a vessel to father you. And you don't think you should honor that vessel? God found a vessel to be your mother who carried you in the womb for nine months. And you don't think they deserve your honor? This generation is very irreverent and disrespectful. Don't be part of that. Satan is the god of this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4. So is the one belching out irreverence. Belching out dishonor. is the very epitome of dishonor. Satan epitomizes dishonor. It was one of the reasons they chased him out of heaven. There are two fragrances that Satan wears as perfume. One is pride. Two is dishonor. And those things smell before God like pus. They smell. That's why God will resist the proud, but give grace to the humble. Your dad is celebrating birthday. You say, What was what, Wasn't birthday? I don't need to come. God gave you flesh and blood, a body and spirit from him through your dad and your mom. Why didn't you tell God to give back to you directly? Even when the Son of God was coming, God found a vessel in Mary. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is not the author of confusion. And the Holy Ghost came on her and planted the holy seed. And I said, what's my father? What's, what are my parents? Because of the hyper gospel. You see, one of the things that the hyper gospel is doing is that it's dividing families. I've seen families divided because of this devilish doctrine. How do I know it's devilish? It goes against the word of God. God said, honor your parents. Exodus 20 and verse 12 is one of the commandments. To honor your father and your mother. Someone said, that's Old Testament. Okay, let's read Old Testament. Honor thy father and thy mother. Oh, sorry. Dishonor thy father and thy mother. What do you have in your Bible? That your days may be short. May be long. Eh? Upon the land which the Lord, by God given thee. Is that right? Somebody said, that's Old Testament. Say it. Say that's Old Testament. Oh yeah, Paul gave it to us in uh, Ephesians 6. Go to Ephesians 6. 1 to 3. Is Ephesians Old Testament? Talk to me. Is it New Testament? Is it one of the epistles? Is it one of the Pauline epistles? Ah, Maybe it's not. Let's go and see who wrote the book of Ephesians. It's good for us to see. Let's know because it might be a scam now that Pastor Fred is giving us. Please go to Ephesians 1. Let's read the first three verses. Let's see the one that wrote it. Okay, my mouth Paul, an apostle of whom, by the will of, to the saints which at Ephesus only, no, and to the faithful in Christ. Are you one of the faithful in Christ Jesus? So he wrote this to the Ephesians and he wrote this to us. Is it New Testament? Answer me. Who. Is it New Testament? Yeah. New Testament Oh yeah, oh yeah, now now go to chapter six uh, from verse one. Shiren disobey your parents in the Lord. Moi, go and wash my car. No dad, I don't have time for that. I'm quite busy right now. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, I can't do that. Is that obedience or disobedience? Come on, talk to me. Talk back! ma. Come upstairs, oh. Bring that. Uh, there's a sack in the kitchen. I need to pick something from upstairs. Mommy, my why now? Why now? Ah, you go, bring something. Bring something. Can't you come from upstairs and bring yourself? See me, you were downstairs before. You didn't take it up. You now be telling somebody to bring something. To bring something upstairs. Woo, my leg is paining me, oh. Is that obedience? That's okay. This is the okay generation. That's okay. Is that obedience? Yes, obey your parents in the Lord. Obey. He didn't say explain. Obey, he said. Explain why you can't do it. Mm, obey in the course of obedience, they will discover certain things and you can reach certain grounds and conclusions. Obey, he said. Today you have people who are so disobedient and you can't tell them the truth. They hate you. I don't mind to be hated. I don't have a fans club. One time, Facebook was suggesting to me to open a fans page. I said, for what? I don't need it. If it's one person that listens to me and goes ahead to do what I tell them to do as instructed by the Lord, I know they will prosper. And those who listen to me and do what I tell them to do, I see God taking them places, plenty testimonies, plenty to the glory of God. And those who think they are smarter, I look at their lives and there's nothing much. But there's mercy for repentance. You are too small, too small to be disobedient. At this age, you still have a place to go very far. Obey your parents in the law. Because this is wrong. No, don't keep it low. Speak up. This is right. Verse 2, read it yourself. Dishonor your father and mother. What did he say? And what is today? Father's Day, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Listen, God gave Moses 10 commandments. But to all of the Israelites, he gave them 613 commandments. 613. How can you fulfill all of them? But say this is the first one with a promise. What is the promise? Verse 3. Go there. What is the promise? That it may be well with you. And thou mayest live long on the earth. Do you like it to be well with you? Do you want life to be well with you? At the back, they don't like it. You like it? You want life to be well with you? In the middle aisle, you want life to be well with you? Over there. How would you like life to be? Well or tough? Under the gallery? What kind of life do you desire? Well or unwell? That it may be well with you. One. Two. And thou mayest live. Is not how far is how well. Is that what you have in the Bible? What do you have in the Bible? Long. You will live long in Jesus' name. He said, do this. Do this. Honor them. Honor them. Some of you don't even greet them. Good morning. That's your dad. Some of you say money. Money. One day I greeted woman. I said, good morning. He said money. I said, eh? Oh, because I said good morning first. I'll catch you next time. Terrible attitude. Morning. That's your dad or your mom. Hi, mom. Morning. Uh, If you are from America, maybe it obtains there. And let me tell you, the fathers in America now are fighting this hard. Especially the fathers of the faith are teaching this now. That America has lost the concept of honor. And they knew it. Because they are not their own parents. Westernization has brought a lot of... Sometimes when I think of relocating and I think of these things. I say, uh, let the Lord lead us. Amen? And those of you who relocate, please, train your children and continue to train them in the way of There are well-trained children in America. Don't get it wrong. Don't think every household is like that. And I've, I've been there a couple of times. I've lived with different families. I've seen people, Christians, train up their children in the fear of the Lord. They greet you. They talk well to you. Lord have mercy. Why did the Holy Spirit... Allow us to see Genesis 48, 12. Because all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, and then let me stop. I think I can stop here. And we will move into the second service. Pink and purple connect. So it's two services joined as one. Amen, praise God. 2 Timothy on the screen. They don't have it. Chapter 3. And give me verse 15. 2 Timothy 3.15. And that from a child, that was known the only scripture which are able to make you wise. The word of God is able to make you wise. As I'm preaching the word of God and teaching God's word this morning, you are supposed to be wise. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. Wise unto salvation. Don't be like the foolish who beat their parents. Some beat their parents. They go to the extent of fighting them physically. A child that beat his parents, his own children will beat him. Blue, black. Because now they're at an age where they can't engage you anymore physically. They can't match you in strength. And you now choose to slap your mom or to carry your father and knock him on the floor. Pa! And the other children are laughing. That family is already turned upside down because they've activated the curse. When I was younger, there was a song they taught us in my primary school days. They helped us to grow, to become responsible. As much as I and your mom is terrible. Some of you know it. O motto more, Yare lo, O she, yo, monopa. Iato, Gia, ne to re, Babato, Gia, poto re, O motto more, Yare lo, Jew. O she, monopa. They say to not be well with a child that is I. Their parents, may that not be our portion in Jesus' name. I believe this. Is what the Lord want me to pray for some people here this morning. As I'm talking, it's as if Pastor Fred is just X-raying your life. You've done at least one of these things, and you want the mercy of God to change things in your life. I want to pray for you. Today is Father's Day, and under God. I represent a father in this house. So I want to pray with you for God's mercy so the curse may be reversed. I'll continue from here next week. (laughs) I will make the other points that the Holy Ghost would like me to make next week. And next week, I will wrap up this series by praying for you and releasing the blessing. And next week, The second service will end much earlier than it used to. I have to be somewhere by 12. So by second service will end. So first service will be short. Second service will be short. And 11.30, I'm already out of your faces. Stand on your feet.